The Feast of Pentecost is approaching, and it's appropriate to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let's do that. Welcome to the Thoughtful Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck White. Please join me on an adventurous search for the true, the good, and the beautiful. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of fortitude, the Spirit of knowledge and of godliness, and he shall be filled with the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. That's from the 11th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, verses 2 and 3. The church often cites these verses from the 11th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah as the source of its traditional list of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. These verses are the English translation of the Latin Vulgate, which in turn draws upon the Greek Septuagint Old Testament, a version favored by the inspired authors of the New Testament. The gifts are classically listed as wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. The Church owes quite a bit to St. Thomas Aquinas' reflections on the gifts in his Summa Theologiae. There he says, quote, The gifts of the Holy Ghost are dispositions whereby the soul is rendered amenable to the motion of the Holy Ghost. End quote. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says that these gifts make us docile in following the promptings of the Holy Spirit, and that they complete and perfect the virtues of those who receive them. Docile in this context means teachable or obedient. Some teachers compare the gifts to seven sails on a yacht, allowing the yacht to be directed by the wind of the Holy Spirit. You might notice that several of the gifts share their name with a virtue. Ludwig Ott, a 20th century Catholic theologian from Bavaria, drew upon St. Thomas when he said, quote, While the virtues enable one to perform the ordinary acts of Christian life of virtue, the gifts of the Holy Ghost enable one to perform extraordinary and heroic acts, end quote. In my preparation for this podcast, I took two old books off of my bookshelf. The first of these is a 1958 high school religion textbook entitled The Triumph of the Faith. And the second is an introduction to the Catholic faith first published in 1951 entitled This is the Faith by Canon Francis Ripley. From The Triumph of the Faith, we read, quote, God has placed the gifts of the Holy Ghost in our souls so that we may be equipped to respond readily to actual graces, impulses of divine energy, given to enlighten the intellect and strengthen the choice of the will. End quote. At this point, I should backtrack a bit and talk about the intellect and the will. St. Thomas Aquinas identifies these as two faculties of the soul or categories of activities of the soul. The chief operation of the intellect is to know, and the chief operation of the will is to desire. The chief object of the soul's knowing is truth, and the chief object of the will's desiring is the good. 
And of course, the ultimate truth is God, and the ultimate good is God. Of the seven gifts, four gifts, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and counsel, enlighten the intellect. The other three gifts, fortitude, piety, and fear of the Lord, strengthen the will. St. Thomas tells us, quote, It belongs to the gift of wisdom to judge according to the divine truth. End quote. Canon Ripley explains, quote, Wisdom enables us to consider the eternal truths, to judge all things by them, to set a right value on salvation and the means to it, and to relish the things of God. It illuminates the intellect, moderates the passions, rectifies the affections, and directs the will. To the soul, it brings vigor and energy, facility in well-doing, contempt of earthly riches, and most precious of all, union with God. End quote. Understanding. Canon Ripley says this of the gift of understanding. Quote, Understanding is the power of penetrating the hidden meaning of great spiritual truths. On those who possess it, the Gospels make a deeper impression than on others. They appreciate more deeply the sacraments and ceremonies of the church. They love more deeply the lives of the saints. They show the world true contempt, and they are better able to guide and advise others. End quote. In the gift of counsel, St. Thomas Aquinas says, quote, The reason is instructed by the Holy Ghost about what we have to do. End quote. And he continues, quote, Counsel is considered as a gift of the Holy Ghost guides us in all matters that are directed to the end of eternal life, whether they be necessary for salvation or not, end quote. Canon Ripley explains, quote, Counsel is the power of deciding prudently about the concerns of God and salvation, a certain readiness of will to do the better thing, end quote. Of the gift of fortitude, Canon Ripley says, quote, Fortitude brings firmness of soul in bearing difficulties for God to profess the faith and to do penance and the energy necessary for perseverance. It makes us patient and steadfast in our trials and temptations, end quote. That other book, The Triumph of the Faith, says, quote, The gift of fortitude is a permanent power communicated to our wills by the Holy Ghost to help us overcome the difficulties which might stand in the way of doing what is right. End quote. Knowledge. Canon Ripley says this about the gift of knowledge. Quote, knowledge enables us to see and use temporal things in such a way as to help us toward our eternal salvation. End quote. In the Triumph of the Faith, we read, quote, The gift of knowledge influences the mind and will to judge and choose from among created things those which are most conducive to our salvation. Knowledge shows us that God is the creator of all things and that created things are a reflection of him and can lead us to him, end quote. Piety. Of the gift of piety, Canon Ripley says, quote, Piety is the disposition to serve God with tenderness and devotion. It helps us to practice what religion teaches us, especially about the loving fatherhood of God, 
the motherhood of Mary and the church and the spiritual brotherhood of all members of Christ and our duty to our relatives and fellow countrymen, end quote. In the triumph of the faith, we read, quote, the gift of piety awakens in our souls an inclination and readiness to honor God as our father and to place our confidence in him as our father, end quote. That's piety. Fear of the Lord is the gift upon which all the others depend. The triumph of the faith explains, quote, the gift of holy fear of the Lord is the foundation of all other gifts. It drives us, it drives sin from the soul because it fills us with reverence for the justice and majesty of God. It is the fear of being separated from God as a child fears to be separated from his father. End quote. Of the gift of the fear of the Lord, Ken Ripley says, quote, The fear of the Lord is filial in reverential fear of the majesty, power, and justice of God, and of the ease with which one can offend him by sin. This gift of the Holy Ghost is always united with the love of God, end quote. So the fear of the Lord is filial, as in a child relating to his father, not a slave relating to his master. These gifts then enable us to be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and to respond courageously. If you share my belief that this is exactly what we need in this time and place, pray with me the ancient prayer of invocation. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations through Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, God bless. You've been listening to the Thoughtful Catholic Podcast. Come back soon.